All right, we have a great episode of Side Retired, the MLB podcast coming at you guys today. It's our final monthly MVPs as we close out the regular season. Let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired, the only podcast. It's the four amigos, Dylan Campione, James Tausig, Nico Fernandez, and Henry Kalani talking all things baseball today. Our schedule is going to get a little wonky because we're definitely going to have some instant reactions to stuff that's happening in the playoffs, but you're definitely listening to this episode during the week of October 2nd, the first week of the MLB playoff season. It's the four of us talking as we usually do to wrap up the month, our players of the month, except this month to close out the season, we're doing our roster of the season. So before we get going, Nico, how you doing? And complain, bro. The Red Sox barely missed the playoffs by like 10 games. So, you know, strong season, starting 10 games, getting like 10 games over 500 to finishing like 10 games under 500. So doing great. Better than the New York Yankees announced today that Aaron Boone will be returning for the 2024 season. So you can unfortunately scratch off the I don't, I don't think Henry Kalani predictions. I don't think you, you like Aaron Boone a day ago. You were telling him he should be on my oh, team. I, no, I'm just saying it's not better than the Yankee season. Oh. <laughs> that is true. But we're going to go around the horn here talking about the positives of the major league baseball season, starting with the catcher position. This was a guy who some people said, maybe he has a sophomore slump or maybe he keeps ascending and pretty obvious choice. James, if you want to tell us about the catcher, Adley Rushman. Yeah. I mean, Rushman had a huge season. Um, the Orioles, you know, was the team leader, leading them to 101 wins on an AL East division title. Uh, you know, projected to finish last, barely have 80 wins. Um, Rutschman just put up monster numbers, hitting from both sides of the plate. Um, you know, elite catcher defensively. Uh, he was unquestionably uh, the number one catcher in all of baseball this season. And we'll give a shout out as well to Jonah Heim, who was going to be on that pace, except he got injured towards the middle half of the season, as well as Sean Murphy tailed out. Nico, I know you want to say something about this. Yeah, I mean, the first at bat of the season, I got I got really excited about Red Sox baseball, and Kluber hits throws a cutter that Adley Rushman puts back in Maryland, and from then on, I remember texting Dylan like this guy's the best catcher in baseball from game one, and for 161 more games, he just proved that case even more. <laughs> Shout out as well to Francisco Alvarez, who had the second most home runs by a major league catcher in his age 21 or under season, um, although he struggled oh gosh, around the rest of the field. <laughs> First base, we got an internal debate here as we're not sure who to pick. Shout out to Cody Ballinger, who did not reach 40 home runs. Nico is safe from Cooper Field for now. But Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson. Olson had 54 bombs. Freddie Freeman had a really good season. Henry, you're going with Olson on this one. Yeah, I, at least to me, right, it it feels like Freddie is probably – he's a stronger defender, right? If you're big into the stolen base with the new with the new bigger bags, then Freddie's your guy. But I feel like when you just look at sheer offensive production and what what he did for a Braves team that, yes, was already a wagon, but it really felt like him and Acuna were the catalysts for that. He was out there every day. I believe he played all 162 games. If not, then it was 161. He he was out there every day, and he performed every day. He's at least my first baseman of the season. James, over at second base, we've got an interesting debate. We've got a couple of really solid guys. We're going to be considering Mookie Betts an outfielder for this conversation. So we've got the guy that hit 350, Luis Arise, as well as a couple other really solid players, Nico Horner, Gleyber Torres, Marcus Semyon. But are we going with the obvious choice? 
Yeah, I think you have to go with Luis Arias. Um, you know, we we had him on 400 watch uh, for a mm-hmm. while up until almost the All Star break. Uh, then he kind of came back to earth and hit only like 320 in the second half. I mean, how terrible. Um, but yeah, I think we have to go to Luis Arias. Um, you know, steady defender, 200 plus hit season. Um, just all around good baseball player, um, Luis Arias. Got as well, Jose Altuve. We have to go a whole episode without mentioning Jose Altuve, who hit 300 again, 151 OPS plus, but got injured for half the season. Moving on to third base. We were unsure about this one as well. We had three guys really at the forefront, Jose Ramirez, as well as Austin Riley and Gunnar Henderson. But this was a really, not a middle class of third baseman, but it seemed like nobody really stuck out in the pack as well as Rafael Devers was considered. We didn't hear Bobby Wood Jr., a shortstop, but other guys, Yandy Diaz, Justin Turner, Alec Bohm, putting up good seasons. But this came down to a debate between Austin Riley and who did I say was the second one? <laughs> you said Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson and Austin Riley. That's right. Nico, lead us off. I think, and I hate to put this on him, but I think you just have to give it to Austin Riley for the simple reason of Gunner was, yes, he was a third baseman, but he was half a third baseman because for he was half of the year, he was a shortstop. I think Gunnar Henderson, again, Proved a lot of doubters wrong. Had an amazing rookie year. Probably going to win Rookie of the Year, sadly, even though it should be Tristan Casas. But Austin Riley, again, like we said about Matt Olson, Austin Riley was just a part of this almost all-time, we've well, we've never seen before, Atlanta Braves team that we we think of the 9 Yankees, we think of the big red machine. We're going to think about this team and how much they hit if they win the World Series. Austin Riley was a big part of that. It's got to be Austin Riley. Henry, agree? He's muted. A really good point. Maybe you should say when you're not muted. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> um, no, I was just I was just talking about how good the Braves offense was, but I feel like Riley's defense was kind of underappreciated. Big country just absolutely dominated this year. He's a wagon, and honestly, I feel like Gunner should win an award in some way. I mean, he's going to get an award after the season ends. But um but yeah, he's he was half a shortstop, half third baseman. You got to give it to the full third baseman who absolutely rakes. And definitely going to be that rookie that you also posted a six four. Shout out to the great season from Gunnar Henderson. But of course, he's not going to be our shortstop either. That goes to Corey Seager, who even though he got injured, had a phenomenal season. James, would you like to talk more about Corey Seager? Yeah, Corey Seager had a heck of an offensive season. Uh, even though he missed 60 games this year, uh, he still led the Rangers uh, in almost every offensive category. Uh, him and Adolis Garcia carried that team. Uh, without Seager, they aren't even close to the playoffs. Um, I mean, they're lucky that he he played a full season and or almost a good part of the season. Uh, this is like very typical Corey Seager when he's healthy. You know, there's no question he's a top five shortstop. Uh, and this year, he really rose to the top and proved that he was the best in the league. Yeah, as well, Francisco Lindor, 30-30 season, as well as Nico Horner, Trey Turner really bounced back after the fans booed him or gave him that standing ovation in Philly outfield. There's two obvious guys, Ronald Cunha Jr. Not even going to waste that much time talking about otherwise saying he is the NL MVP pretty clearly had the 40-70 season, was elite on the base pass, was elite with the bat, a pure five to a player as much as I hate saying this about an Atlanta Brave. He's one of the most electric players to watch in baseball, as well as Mookie Betts, who's likely going to be that runner up in the National League MVP. Mookie was really dynamic this year, batting right field, second base. I think Henry, we said he played like 20 games at shortstop this year and his bat never departed Mookie Betts still hit 39 homers 307 batting average I think the only blemish was his uh amazing home run derby participation this year but other than that a great season for Mookie Betts but the third spot a lot of nominees we got Kyle Tucker 
We got Juan Soto. NL Rookie of the Year favorite, Corbin Carroll. Julio Rodriguez. Marcelo Zuna hit 40 bombs this year without anyone realizing. Kyle Schwarber had a 40 home run season with a 195 batting average. So we'll go around the horn here. Let's see if we get a consensus. The third outfielder should be Henry. Oh, let's go to Nico first. Uh, I'm going to go Juan Soto. I'm a big Juan Soto guy for the simple reason of I love the fact that Juan Soto at his worst is something similar to like what we got this year. I mean, what his last year, which we all see as a failure, obviously, because what we saw with the Padres still ended up with an 853 OPS this year, 930 back to what Juan Soto usually is. And I think that it's only up from here. I think the more Juan Soto gets accustomed to staying in one place, the more he's going to rake. I think Juan Soto, again, we're going to be seeing very soon the awards pile on for him because he's so young. I think he's, what, 23, 24? 24, yeah. Very shortly, we're going to see some awards for him. Pretty soon, we're going to be talking to him like how we just talked about Acuna. So you also just say he's going to have some consistency in the same spot. I guess that means you're thinking he does not get traded this offseason, but we will have our offseason preview episode later on in the month. James, your third outfielder is... I have to agree. I, I'm going to go with Juan Soto. Um, he's, he hit 35-plus homers. Um, he had a sneaky good season. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, Juan Soto was definitely the third-best outfielder in, the, uh, in all of baseball this season. I like it, Henry. You can still give your opinion, although the majority has ruled. Yeah, I was I was, I was. asked to be last so I could try and find a, a take for Kyle Tucker, but Juan Soto was like pretty much better in every category. <laughs> So it's it's Juan, it's Juan Soto, and he's, he's just a beast. I think the Kyle Schwarber season is cool, but I have to agree, Juan Soto in that third spot. We've got a five-man rotation for you guys. We're just going to say the five guys in the rotation, and each of us can pick out a guy that we want to highlight, and then we'll also shout out the fifth guy. We've got an honorable mentions go to Zach Gallon, Spencer Strider, Justin Steele, Logan Webb, Kyle Bradish. Blake Snell is our one. Garrett Cole is our two. Sonny Gray is our three. Kodai Senga is our four. And Kevin Gosman as the five. So... Who would like to go first? And please don't take Kodai Senga. James. I would like to go first. Uh, and, and I'll take Blake Snell. Yeah. Um, it, it's hilarious. Uh, you look at all of his numbers. You look at, at the walks to earned runs given up throughout baseball. Um, you look at the all the ratios. And everyone's like, oh, it's like 80 earned runs. Like walks, eight, like, you know, 82 earned runs. Blake Snell's like 100 walks. And he's still somehow at like, like 50-something earned runs. It was absolutely hilarious to see all that all season. Um, no one could hit him. You, you can get away with with walking, you know, four guys per nine. When when no one can hit you, you have a 168 batting average against. Uh, Snell was absolutely disgusting all year. Led the league, or was second in case per nine, had the lowest ERA in all of baseball. Um, Blake Snell, NL Cy Young, uh, and, and has to be top of the list. Henry, you want to go with the probable unanimous AL Cy Young Award winner? See, I was going to, but then I decided that since I couldn't get anything for Tucker, I have to talk about my boy Sonny Gray. Ooh. <laughs> um, that there's our one. I most Yankees fans hate Sonny Gray. I still love him. I was just saying before the before the podcast, I had his double A baseball card. Shout out to the Rockland to the Rockland Rockhounds. Ooh, almost got through <laughs> that one. No, um, Sonny Gray had had an outstanding year when a lot of people had written him off as either a two or a three proved to be an ace, a two, seven, nine ERA. He proved why wins is just the most outdated stat in the world. He was <laughs> eight and eight. Like it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous and sort of proves why the twins might not make it very far in the playoffs. You can clip that if they do. Um, 
no, his K percentage was at 24.3. His ERA plus was at 154. He threw 184 innings. He proved why he's one of the best pitchers in the league. And I love you, Sonny Gray. Nico, take your guy. Are you going to go with the Met, the Yankee, or the fun option? I'll talk about Garrett Cole. You know, he had a 720 ERA, was 0-2 in 10 innings pit. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at him versus the Red Sox. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole was the most valuable pitcher when he didn't play the Red Sox. I mean, he's kind of everything we expect from Garrett Cole, just the epitome of consistency. I think we all love the stuff that we see from DeGrom, from Scherzer, from everyone else. But again, as much as I hate him, the epitome of consistency is Garrett Cole. For, the last, for all the years he's been a Yankee, he's been great and sucked against the Red Sox. So... I'm happy with him because, again, he sucks against the Red Sox. He went out there and posted every fifth day. That's arguably the most important thing been, in baseball. And he's been doing he's that for years. Player he, gave me, he gave me hope. <laughs> I will go with the guy that gave me hope in this miserable New York Mets season. That is Kodai Senga, who finished the year with a sub-3 ERA. That was just a personal goal of his that he set at the beginning of the season. And to achieve that in 166 innings, he qualified for the second lowest ERA in the National League. I think when Mets fans signed him, and I know... This offseason, wherever Yamamoto goes, the same expectation is going to be. He's going to be a really good pitcher. We just don't know because there's always that uncertainty coming from Japan. And Kodai Senga, I think, exceeded every single expectation that a New York Mets fan threw on him as well as in Major League Baseball. We'll see what happens with Yamamoto this offseason, but we'll go from there. We'll also briefly mention our relievers. And we'll say that our three guys here, Felix Bautista, Devin Williams, Josh Hader, we're above the rest of the relievers for sure. Shout out to Alexis Diaz and David Bednar. Unless anyone else wants to say something, we're going to transition to our second segment. Peter's a beast. He is a beast. Yeah, I think Marcelo Zuna for DH of the year. 40 homers. <laughs> uh, Ozuna from the Braves. That guy. We could go with Ozuna. We could go with Shohei Otani. I think Otani probably takes the cake, but shout out to the great season from Marcelo Zuna as well. But transitioning we can talk about the postseason is starting which means the mlb regular season has come to a close and it is time to look at our predictions for who is going to come down with the awards later this month we're going to start with the american league mvp obvious on the count of three everybody say one two three otani no one else said it with me i'm going to be honest i know if you said aorn i wasn't paying attention (laughs) (laughs) all right we're now going to do with the nl on the count of three one, two, three, Acuna. Betts. <laughs> oh, you want to go with Betts? Argue with us. No, I'm not. It's, for, it's Acuna. It's, it's a, not close. Yeah. All right. A.L. Cy Young on the count of three. One, two, three. Cole. Cole against every team but the Red Sox. All right. Garrett Cole for the National League. We'll go around. Just this one could be a little interesting. Nico. <sighs> this one's tough. I actually don't have a good idea of who I would want for this. I, my heart tells me to go with Dylan and say Senga. I don't think it's going to be Senga. But I'll say Senga just to make Dylan our host happy. I like it. Henry. I want Justin Steele to win. He's not going to. He's not going to. And frankly, maybe he shouldn't. But I think it would be awesome. Cubs just barely missed the playoff. Give him something nice. James. I know who you're going yeah, with. It's, 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 no, it's not even close. Uh, don't even... Waste my time. I I unfortunately agree that it's Blake no, Snell. It's, As, Zach it, Allen? Zach Allen? Zach Allen could sneaky Logan Webb. I think this has been the easiest for everything. This has been the easiest awards. I think it's clearly – I think every single award is pretty clear. I agree. We'll go with – everyone agrees. It's Gunner and it's Corbin Carroll. Sadly. In the rookie of the year. Zenga gave him a good run, but 
I think Corbin Carroll has it on lockdown. I, it's an interesting. Senga performed really well in August and September, and Cor- Corbin Carroll slowed down a little bit, but the numbers are still off the charts. And considering Corbin Carroll could easily be a top five MVP, MVP candidate, I think he's got the rookie of the year on lockdown. So that was, we dedicated 10 minutes to this segment, but it turns out we got through it in 120 seconds. So this is a good opportunity to remind you guys, if you have not gone out to the ballpark yet and seen these players perform this season, there's still an opportunity for some of these teams, at least, unfortunately, not any of our four teams, but you can go to seatgeek.com. And Nico, what can you do to see some of your favorite players still playing in the postseason? Yep. If you get, want, want to get $20 off, you can put the code side retired pod in all caps and go and see your favorite team. You can see baseball. You can see Taylor Swift. Maybe Travis Kelsey comes out. You can see anyone you want. Again, side retire pod, all caps, get $20 off. We love it. And of course, we encourage you and thank you guys for being flexible with us during the postseason. We'll be having a lot of instant reactions if a crazy game goes down. We will still continue to give you guys one or two interviews a week. We have, if it's, it's either been out already or it's going to be out in a couple of days, Emmanuel Babari was a Yankees broadcaster this season. He's joining the show this week. We really appreciate it. As well as we'll try to get a bunch of more minor league players and stuff like that on after the season. Of course, it was a little bit difficult during the season since everyone's trying their hardest, but the offseason guys are expressing interest in coming on the pod. So make sure to tune in. We've got some fun episodes planned in the near future. But Dylan, Nico, Henry, James, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, I have a nominee for uh, reliever of the year. Okay. Uh, Tyler Myrick, double-A reliever. Um, The guy had a one ERA, which is better than haters, which is (laughs) so um, next year. The Giants, again, they fired Gabe Kapler and their roster sucks. So it doesn't seem like they're going to have a lot of save opportunities or setup opportunities. But get that guy in the bigs. Again, friend of the pod, absolutely shoved this year. I think there's a decent chance if you're going to do a side retired MVP of the season for a guest. I think our boy there has a very decent chance at winning that award. No disrespect to anyone else who put up a really solid season as well. But of course, the interviews will keep coming. The content will keep rolling. The interviews will be firing right at you. But Until the next time, all is good and the side is retired.